Bam 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 Hey everybody, welcome back to the podcast. If you find yourself here for the very first time, welcome. You have, by accident, luck, or terrible misfortune, <laughs> stumbled into the dark corners of the self-help world. This is the podcast where we explore anything and everything in the sphere of personal development. We read and review the world's most popular self-help books. We ask thought-provoking questions. We have interviews with self-help experts and authors. And we, your humble and enthusiastic hosts, do our best to try it all and report back what actually works. If you are an LLL, a longtime loyal listener who has been with us on this multi-year journey, welcome back. This is your host for today's episode. My name is Misty. I'm kicking us off in this new year with a solo episode. And today I want to talk about New Year's resolutions. I personally think New Year's resolutions are a universally frustrating and futile exercise in goal setting. I think for a very small percentage of people, they are able to truly make a deep, visceral identity shift to not only set, but accomplish and even surpass the goals that they set at the new year. And each year, we as a society and like a world hold up these very few examples and look up to them for inspiration and as an example of what we ourselves should be able to accomplish. But the truth is those those people tend to be outliers. And for most of us, we make New Year's resolutions. We take some kind of action towards those goals and for the first week, maybe two, we feel enthusiastic and committed, but then like a month or two in, and sometimes a lot sooner, we find that we've abandoned our pursuit of these quote unquote resolute goals, these resolutions. So today I'm going to give you six reasons why New Year's resolutions fail. And more importantly, I'm going to give you something to try instead of resolutions. And what I'm going to share with you has personally been a lot more effective for me than the typical sort of New Year's goal-setting approach. So here we go. There are actually several factors that contribute to the high failure rate of New Year's resolutions. Number one, having too many resolutions. So if you're anything like me, you love to strategize. Maybe you have a resolution in every single domain. We're talking like physical, mental, financial, interpersonal, spiritual, and more. But trying to make too many changes all at once can be overwhelming and cause all of them to fail. So there's actually some brain science to this, which is that your amygdala your brain's alarm system is always trying to search for threats and keep you safe. But here's the kicker. It doesn't just go off when something is wrong. It goes off when something is new. This is really, really key. And it's why it's so important to focus on only one or two changes at a time. Because going slowly and only focusing on one thing at a time gives your brain a chance to adapt to that newness and realize it's not a threat. And therefore, 
it's less likely to sabotage you in order to get you back to your old routine, aka safety, aka the known. Because our brains, even if even if we're like not happy in our lives, our brains will go, you know what? It's the devil I know though. And isn't it so funny to think about our brains tricking us? It's like they mean well, but knock it off. So if you want to make a lot of changes in the new year or really any time of year you choose, consider tackling those changes one by one and only starting your next goal once you've had a chance to get used to your other new routines. So slow and steady is really the idea here. Number two, the second reason that New Year's resolutions tend to fail Lack of specificity. Resolutions tend to be like vague and general and lacking specific and measurable goals. So for example, saying, I want to save more money is way less effective than setting a specific goal like I want to save $200 by March 15th. Getting specific like this also allows us to know when we've actually achieved our goals. So if we just say, I want to save more money in 2024, we might feel like a failure if we only saved a little bit of money, if we weren't clear on how much we wanted to save in the first place. So you've got to get specific. Now, the third reason that New Year's resolutions can fail is because of unrealistic expectations otherwise known as dreaming big, tripping hard. So think about it like this. Sometimes we shoot for the moon without considering the rocket fuel we need to get there. We set overly ambitious goals without considering all of the details of what we need to do to actually achieve those goals and how realistic our goals are in the first place. Unrealistic expectations can lead to frustration, both when we don't get the results we want, or those results don't materialize as quickly as we wish they would. So it's really important to sit with your goals and ask yourself, is this realistic both in my life and in the time frame I've set for this goal. And I want you to really consider this because you might actually have an incredible goal that is achievable, but if it's not on a realistic timeline, then you might get so disappointed that you give up entirely on that goal. And that's you know one of the biggest things we want to avoid. So this is super important to consider how realistic or unrealistic is both your goal and your time frame. Which leads me into the fourth reason that New Year's resolutions can fail, and that is no clear plan. Think about it this way. It's like trying to drive somewhere with no directions and no GPS. It is essential to outline the steps that you need to do to achieve your goal so that you can plan for them and recognize what step you need to do next in order to get to your ultimate destination. The second part of this is that you also need to reflect at regular intervals on how your plan is going. This reflection is super important because it's where you will assess what's working and what's not, and you can adjust your plan accordingly. Making these adjustments as you go will give you the best chance at success. Here's another powerful way to put it. A goal without a plan or reflection is a wish. I will say that again. A goal without a plan or reflection is a wish. 
And truthfully, I think a lot of us actually have New Year's wishes, not New Year's resolutions. If you do not have a measurable, time-bound plan in place with steps written out, you just have a wish. And if you have a plan, but you don't regularly reflect on how it's going and make necessary adjustments to stay on track, then it's much more likely to fail in the long term. Now, you might have heard the saying, what gets measured gets managed, which is why it's so critical to measure how your goals are going. I'll see you guys side note because because Lisa isn't here and I'm doing a solo episode. I am so deeply tempted to use the sound effects that are on my audio interface. So why don't we play with those and see how it goes? Because, you know, it's the new year. We're... I don't know about you all, but I'm a little bit loosey goosey. So how about, how about this tip number five, why new year's resolutions fail perfectionism, the silent killer of new year's resolutions. Now this is that like all or nothing mentality that so many of us can adopt when it comes to setting new goals. So for example, say we set a goal to run five miles a week for three months. That is specific, actionable, and measurable. But then life gets in the way and we end up missing, I don't know, a week, two, three. If we have this all or nothing perfectionist mindset, we might just give up and say, well, never mind. I failed and I didn't run five miles a couple of weeks in a row, so I'm just not going to keep going. (laughs) do we like it or do we love the sound effects um but okay so if you if you're like okay i already didn't achieve that goal it was five miles a week and i missed it for a couple weeks i'm just gonna give up that would be such a shame because if you got back on the horse the self-compassion horse, you might end up running more than you ever imagined, even if it was one mile a week, two miles a week, three miles every other week, right? Progress, not perfection. And finally, the sixth reason that New Year's resolutions often fail is because they don't address underlying issues. When resolutions deal with symptoms, not causes, it's like putting a Band-Aid on a leaky faucet. Get to the root cause of the issue and you might just stop the flood. So working with a coach, a therapist, or talking to a trusted friend so that you can identify, address, and soften those root causes can lead to more lasting change. Okay, so those are six of the reasons that New Year's resolutions can fail. If you insist on setting a New Year's resolution, then I hope the tips above will come in handy and help you have a higher chance of success. But if you are like me and you want a different approach to thinking about how you want to show up in 2024, then I offer you this. The New Year's theme. I was first introduced to this concept about five years ago, and I found it so much more joyful and effective and sticky than any resolution I had ever set. So what do I mean by theme? A New Year's theme can be 
a phrase, a question, a single word, an idea, or a sentiment that is meaningful for you that you can infuse into every action, decision, plan, or way of being over the next year. And by the way, you can totally change up your theme every month, every quarter, every six months, whatever works for you. It does not have to be all year long, but I have found the arc of a one-year theme to be quite lovely. So let me give you an example of this. One theme I used in 2021 that was particularly powerful for me was, if not now, when? And every time I was presented with an opportunity, big or small, like an invitation to travel somewhere, to explore somewhere new, take a new class, get coffee with a new friend, start a project I'd been thinking about, like every time I found myself at one of those small forks in the road, I asked myself, well, if not now, when? And it was actually this theme that helped lead me to making the decision to travel Latin America for six months in 2021. And it proved to be a really prescient and important theme because, and there's no way I could have known this at the time, but the window that I ended up traveling ended up being really the most perfect and only window that I would have for travel for the next almost two years. It's so funny to look back in hindsight. It's so interesting how these things come to us at just the right time. But if not now, when led me to make some pretty brave decisions and take action on a lot of things that I had been thinking about doing for a long time, but hadn't. And what I love about a new year's theme is that it is foundational. It's not surface level. It's not something we can fail at, right? It is a compass that will help us find our way through the year, always pointing north to our highest values. And I really do encourage you to consider what your most important values are and to choose your New Year's theme based around those. So maybe that's spontaneity. Maybe that's bravery. Maybe that's about being reliable or about loving yourself more. So Really think about what is important to you if you do decide to consider a New Year's theme. So here are some that are core value-based. Community, self-love, boundaries, maximizing joy, learning, or something like the year of learning. And I, I really encourage you all to play with this until you find a phrase or a word or an idea that really resonates with you where you're like, ooh, like that's the juicy stuff. Another one you could try, putting on my oxygen mask first. Here are some I statements to consider. I can do hard things. Thank you, Glennon Doyle, for that one. I say no for a bigger yes. I can learn anything. Some question-based themes. If not now, when? Why not me? What would I do if I knew I couldn't fail? And for me, my theme for 2024 is small, imperfect action. Because I tend to get caught up with big, sweeping things and I want it to be like 
the best, most robust version of anything I put out there, even the podcast, you know what I mean? I'm like, oh, I should write a PhD thesis for every episode. And it's like, no, no, put out a silly 10 minute episode, just small, imperfect action. So that's it for today's episode. I really hope this resonated with you and that you're being kind and compassionate to yourselves as another year dawns. And we look back on all the struggles and triumphs of 2023. And I would love to hear what you thought of this episode and what your New Year's theme is if you decide to go this route. You can email me and Lisa anytime at gohelpyourselfpodcast at gmail.com or you can sign up for our newsletter at gohelpyourself.co. All of this is linked in the show notes right below this episode. Thank you so, so much for listening. And until next time, life is abundant. Go Help Yourself was produced in Los Angeles by Lisa Linky and Misty Stinnett. Original music by Matt Sav. If there is any topic you would like us to cover, please get in touch with us via email or on our website, gohelpyourself.co. Thanks. Goodbye.